Hey everyone, it's Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone reminding you to check out H2 Sports Podcast for all the latest and greatest on the NFL, the Giants, and all your favorite sports, courtesy of Abby Halpin. You listen to Abby. She knows her stuff. She's a future star. H2 Sports. Check it out. Alrighty, before we get into our new episode where we discuss our NFL mock draft, I just wanted to give a huge thank you to Scott Hansen for doing that. We uh, got a cameo from him. My brother got a cameo from him for me for my birthday, and he, in the middle of the cameo, decided to do a podcast intro for me and a shout-out. So huge thank you to Scott Hansen, and let's get into the actual podcast. Welcome back to the H2 Sports Podcast after a very long hiatus. I am Abby Helpin, and I'm back alongside my co-host, John Helpin. How are you? What's up, Abby? You ready? Sure. Around this time last year, our first episode we ever recorded was an NFL mock draft. And the draft is this coming Thursday. We're recording this on Saturday, April 24th. Yep. And we're going to do another mock draft, because this will be an interesting draft this year. Let's roll. Actually in person this year. In person. Yep. Good for Roger. Roger Goodell gets to hug lots of big people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. You ready? You want to kick it off? Absolutely. First is Jacksonville. This is a mystery. Shocker. I know. Yeah. So Trevor's going to Jacksonville. We got that. We we knew that a year and a half ago, right? thousand percent. He's donated. Him and his wife are already donating to Jacksonville charities. They are. He is. He has been set in stone to pick, be picked by Jacksonville or whoever the pick number one pick is for. Well over a year. We knew it as soon as the Jets won their first game. One thousand percent. Stupid Jets, as mom would say. <laughs> yeah, they mm-hmm. really screwed that one up. Not that they might not get a quarterback at the second pick. Yes. Who do you have them taking at? Well, no. that, go ahead. I'm sorry. No. Who do you going? have them taking at number two? Well, that that's another one. That's the draft starts at three. This seems to be baked in that they're going to take Zach Wilson from BYU. Um, Zach Wilson was, I mean, seems to have uh, tremendous physical talents, great arm, all that stuff. Um, I mean, you know, he seems to be the consensus number two. I can't say I've seen him play a lot, but uh, people seem to like him as the second best quarterback in most cases. So no mystery there either. Since his pro day that he has really risen up in the rankings for in terms of quarterback prospects in this draft. Yeah, sure seems like it. His, his pro day, I watched some of it. It was incredible. I think he'll... The Jets don't have Sam Darnold anymore, so he's going to be your starter? He's probably going to be your day one starter. Um, the Jets have, in the next two drafts, I think the Jets have 21 picks or something. So, um, I mean, in other places in the draft, it could, the Jets have the assets to trade up. So, I mean, obviously they're not going to trade up from two to one here, and they're going to take Zach Wilson. But uh, the Jets have the assets to, to make some noise on, on draft day one, two, or three. Yeah, you think? Yeah. I have Zach Wilson, too. I think he's the, been the no-doubter for a while. Next was originally Miami through a trade with Houston, but after that wild day of trades on in late March, the Niners now have the number three pick. Yes. Do you have them taking a quarterback, or do you have them go in a different direction? They certainly traded up for a quarterback. I mean, you know, you're not going to trade up from twelve to three uh, to get an offensive tackle. So uh, the, the mystery is who the quarterback's going to be. Uh, and there, it's it's funny when they made the trade. As soon as you saw it, you said, okay, they want Fields or Lance. And then a lot of reports came out saying it's Mac Jones. Now, it's weird because people, including me, looked and went, Mac Jones, really? <laughs> At number three. That's why yeah. they traded up was to get Mac Jones. I I don't know what they're going to This is a weird one because there are some people who are pretty connected. I mean, Schefter. Who, no one's more connected than Schefter. And Schefter's, Schefter said right away, 
Max Jones is the pick. I would be shocked if he wasn't. Peter Schrager on NFL Network saying, you know, who's pretty wired in. I think Mac Jones is the pick. Now, I think that's a little weird, but yeah. in my mock, it's Mac Jones. I, I don't know that that's good. This is where I don't know how things are going to go right. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to take Mac Jones with this spot. I think I, I probably would take Justin Fields if I was the Niners based on what I know, but I would guess right now. It seems the betting markets have Jones and Fields as sort of a toss-up. Yeah. So, so even they don't know. I'm going to go with Mac Jones here. I have Mac Jones, too. I think we've heard from a lot of different guys, like, oh, this quarterback will fit really well into that into Kyle Shanahan's offense. I feel like we've heard that about him, about Mac Jones and Justin Fields a bit, but I think we've heard it about Mac Jones a bit more. So the, the thing that people are saying, the compliments that Mac Jones is getting from, from the scouts and the NFL personnel people is that, you know, they say things like he processes very well and he makes the right read and throws guys open. Like, he probably doesn't have the you know, the physical abilities of some of the other guys. But the weird thing is people are comparing Jones to some of the other quarterbacks that Kyle Shanahan has had success with, most notably Kirk Cousins. And 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 the guys that they're talking about are those that Shanahan has taken sort of average guys and made them better, but you don't try to take an average guy and have the coach make them better. You try no. to take their – if you're going to trade up, you're going to try to take the really good guy and have the coach yeah, make them great. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, I mean, I, I don't know what Mac Jones is going to be as a pro, and maybe a lot of those compliments are right. And like I said, uh, I I think they're probably going to take him if I had to guess, but I do think you know it seems like a toss-up between him and Fields right now. I've heard Mac Jones be compared to Tom Brady in the last month, and I heard that, and I was thinking to myself, really? Yeah. It's a little bit of a reach, I think. A bit of, yeah, know, I would say so. The seven Super Bowl stuff yeah. and all that stuff. But yeah, it's, it seems to be about uh, Mac Jones's pro readiness, Yeah, I guess. You know, that, you know, defense reading and stuff like that. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one. That's like the first one where I was a bit iffy on. Second one I was a bit iffy on was the Atlanta Falcons. I wouldn't be surprised if they traded this pick away. Would you be? No. No? And actually in my mock, I have them trading the pick away. Oh, to who? Well, I have them. I was looking. I mean, the Broncos are the obvious choice. You and I talked about this yesterday, that the of, of the teams trying to trade up for a quarterback, you know, the, the first three teams aren't trading their picks. No. Um, the Falcons, are, so that puts the Falcons in a really good spot um, as, as far as, you know, they, they could kind of auction it to the highest bidder. I don't know how many other teams are ready to move up. I mean, there's rumors about the Patriots. Um, otherwise, though, there doesn't seem to be a huge market to move up into that spot. I mean, like the Bears would probably like to do it, but I don't know that they had the assets to do it. Uh, so I have the Broncos moving up, and I use the handy-dandy Jimmy Johnson trade value chart, <laughs> which is always, you know, fun around draft time. And and I think, and it might cost the Broncos more, but like I said, I don't know if the market's there. I've got the Broncos giving the ninth pick and the 40th pick to the Falcons to move up to number four. That fits the point value on the chart. Um, that gives the Falcons, you know, a really nice, I think it gives them four picks in the first 68, which is really good. Um, so I have the Broncos trading up. The problem with the, the thing with the Broncos here, if we're assuming that Jones is the three yeah. to the Niners, the Broncos are ready to win some games now. Yeah. The Broncos with a good quarterback can can probably win, I don't know. I mean, they're not going to beat out the Chiefs in the in the AFC West, but they could be a strong wildcard team, you know, win 10 games or so. That doesn't seem to argue for Trey Lance because Trey Lance, the, the book on him is that, you know, could be a really good player, might need to sit and watch a little bit compared yeah. to some of the other quarterbacks. I still have him picking Trey Lance because that's another one. I look, I go, would they be there and pick, you know, it, if it's Fields, 
this could be different, but I'm not sure. Uh, I think Elway is going to fall in love with Trey Lance's physical tools, and even though he's not making all the decisions anymore. I've got the Broncos picking Trey Lance at number four after a trade. Okay. I have the Broncos trading up, but not to number four. I have Atlanta sticking to their guns and sticking at number four. I have them taking Kyle Pitts, from the tight end from Flor- out of Florida. I struggled with this one because I'm not – some of the teams or the players that I haven't looked too much into are the ones that I struggled with the most, this one and the next one. I think putting Kyle Pitts in an offense that already has Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones will really do some good for Matt Ryan. I think he needs a couple more weapons, and I think – I don't think they'll beat out the Bucks or the – maybe even the Saints in the NFC South, but I think Kyle Pitts would be a nice, good offensive weapon to the Falcons. So um, I, the, their new head coach, Arthur Smith, was with the Titans as the offensive coordinator, uh, seemed to use the tight ends very well in his offense. So that's another point for you that could, that Pitts could be pretty good in that offense. I, I, I don't, whichever way the Falcons go there, there's some rumors, you know, one of the things, well, could the Falcons take a quarterback because Matt Ryan's 36 years old? Yeah. yeah, they could. It wouldn't shock me. But Matt Ryan seems to be, he's not as good as he used to be, but he's still okay. And, for a few years, you can do well in the NFL with an average quarterback. And, you know, Ryan doesn't run much, and he's getting older. But I don't think he's done either. And and if, maybe if the Falcons are looking at that and saying, you know, if we can't get the franchise guy we want, like if we're going to have to take the fourth best quarterback, you know, to, depending on how their board looks, you know, sticking with Ryan is not a half bad idea. So I don't mind your pick of Kyle Pitts at all. Yeah. I do think as talented as Kyle Pitts seems to be, I look back and see some of the tight ends – that people drooled over going into drafts. And the one that reminds me, this reminds me of is Vernon Davis when he got yes. drafted way back by the 49ers. People watched him at the Combine, which we didn't have this year. Um, did we have the Combine? We didn't have the, com- the full we Combine. Had anyway. We had pro days. Yeah. So, you know, when Vernon Davis was that guy, it was these immense, you know, physical talents and, wow, he could change the position kind of thing. He's yeah. different than any other tight end. And Vernon Davis turned out to be a good player. I just don't know that I'd invest that in number four. Yeah, that that's because I struggled with that one. I was like, oh, could they take? I don't. Th- they don't necessarily need a wide receiver, but maybe a lineman or a defensive player. And I think Pitts might be the way to go for them. Okay. I think the next pick, similar to the top three, has been pretty set in stone. Has been pretty. I, this is the most common pick I've seen out of Cincinnati. Yep. On all mock drafts, I did a bunch of research. I looked at ESPN, CBS, all that. They all have a Penny Sewell out of the offensive lineman out of. Oregon. Yes. And that's who I have them taking. Me too. I think they need an upgrade on the offensive line, especially with Joe Burrow behind them. He needs that extra protection, and their offense could be good. When he wasn't hurt, they were pretty decent. They were. They weren't great. They weren't bad. They were They were average. They were pretty good, and I think the upgrade with Powell at the line will definitely do them some good, so that's why I have them taking at number five. Yeah, so it seems like a pretty, uh, pretty strong prospect. Um, everybody seems to see him as that. You know, uh, Rayshon Slater has, has risen up the boards, I think, lately, because I think people have gotten bored with Sewell. That's what happens in, in pre-draft stuff. People kind of go, they try to argue for unconventional picks, yeah. maybe. And like you said, Sewell seems to be a lock. And I have read some things about what if they take a wide receiver, if they take Chase, yeah. um, which would add to a pretty strong receiver core because they really like T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd's pretty good. Um, but, you know, I think protecting Burrow, um, if you can get a guy who you really feel strongly about, uh, at the tackle, and Sewell seems to be that guy. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I've got him as the fifth, and and like you said, that's been a pretty common pick all along. I think that's what they need to focus on this 
first round is really protecting Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. So back to Miami, who has 13 picks in the first three rounds Love over that. the next three Love years, that. which Love is that. insane. Good like, for them. Props to their front office. They're doing something right. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Jamar Chase maybe going to Cincinnati, but I have Miami taking him. Same here. As much as I think fans would love to see a reunion between Tua and maybe Smith, Devontae Smith or Javon Waddle, I think Jamar Chase is their pick here. I think the height thing about and the size about Devontae Smith, I think they're going to adhere to those cautions, and I think they're going to go with Jamar Chase out of LSU. Yeah, most most uh, the draft watchers seem to think that Chase is the best option. I mean, the two Alabama guys, as good as they are, they're kind of small. Yeah. Um, Chase, even though he didn't play last year, uh, seems to be a guy that everybody thinks is, is you know, the most talented. The, the weird fit, about, I read this last night, it might have been on the draft network, I'm not sure, um, was was how the fit works with Chase, because, you know, if, if you've got Devontae, Devontae Parker and Will Fuller and Chase... There's not really a slot receiver there. I mean, you can put at, the NFL. NFL offenses have evolved to where you can put a lot of good slot receiver, good mm-hmm. receivers in the slot. It's yes. not just the Julian Edelman's anymore that play right. in the slot. But um, you know, one of those guys is going to be playing in a little bit of an unusual position for them. It doesn't mean they can't. Parker seems like he might be too big because you need the, the guy to run quicker routes in the slot. I guess right. Parker's a big guy. Um, but you know, I, that would probably be Chase. But if if they love the talent and they're trying to build a winner here that's not just for this year, which they're not, the Dolphins are trying to build the right way, uh, I think Chase is a pretty good pick, and that's who I have as well. I think that would be a good weapon for Tua, too. If he is the starting quarterback for them. Oh, he's the starting yeah. quarterback. Yeah. I've heard some now caution around it, but I think he's good to go as the if they're not all in on, If they're not all in on Tua, they're drafting a quarterback. Yeah. But, and they would have stayed at number three. There were a lot of rumors that they were going to trade away Tua to – the Texans. That's right. For Deshaun Watson, that didn't turn out. No. That didn't happen for obvious right. reasons. But they're all in on Tua now. Yeah. Uh, and they've made that decision, and that's why they traded out yeah. of that spot. Yeah. So I think that's, I think Jamar Chase will be good for them. The Lions' original pick at seven. I have them in Denver switching first-round picks. Mm-hmm. And I think Denver at number seven. You mentioned Trey Lance at number four. I think I, Denver is going to take Trey Lance at seven. They can't sit around and wait, like, oh, maybe Carolina could take him. Because I don't think Carolina is necessarily out on quarterbacks. But I think that Denver can't, they can't sit around and hope that Trey Lance is there. They need to, I think they'll trade up, they'll get Lance. I don't think he'll be the starter right away. He'll shadow, I think he'll shadow Drew Locke for a few weeks. And depending on how those few weeks go for Drew Locke, I think we will see Trey Lance be the Broncos starter by the end of the season. Okay, I think you might be right. Um, if they draft him, I think that that's what they're going to want. Yeah. Because Drew Locke seems to be, and it's so funny, I said to someone last year, I don't know if I said this to you, Drew Locke looks like a quarterback. Yeah. Like he, he Drew Locke was not only a big-time college quarterback, he was he got a lot of Division One college basketball offers. He, oh, I think Oklahoma know. offered him. Like he's a, he's a tremendous athlete. Yeah. And when you watch him, you go, Wow, good arm. He moves well. Like he fits the bill, and he just kind of seems to make dopey decisions. Um, he's young. He's only this is coming into his third year, I think. I mean, I think he so. hasn't been around very long. But look, if you think your franchise guy is there in the top ten, and you can get him, like you're you're suggesting with this trade, then then I think you and I suggested with my trade, you probably take him. Um, it depends on how the Broncos feel about Trey Lance, obviously. But um, I don't think this is a bad option for you at all. And if I was the Lions and and in a rebuilding mode. 
I probably would do something like this as well. I, I, I don't think that's a bad idea. My pick. Yeah. Um, I've got the Lions. I, I, and this is, you know, me reading a lot of mocks. Yeah. Um, I've got them taking Jalen Waddle. I don't know that that's the smartest pick in the world. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying it's a bad pick. Nothing against Jalen Waddle. But, um, you know, if I was a rebuilding team, would I take a wide receiver that was, you know, I'm going back to his, he's 180 pounds. I don't know. I mean, Jalen Waddle seems to be a really good thing. I've been reading comps of him to Tyreek Hill, which has got to make you think, hey, now, that's pretty yeah. great. Um, I mean, the Lions... The Lions could take a quarterback. They have Jared Goff, and they're going to need to keep Jared Goff for two years due to contract. They clearly can't think Jared Goff is their long-term answer. It's just a matter of are they going to want to draft another quarterback while they have Goff on the roster for two more years. I think the Lions are probably going to be bad again this year. So that's a team that most teams, let's say the Falcons, you think I'm not going to be back in the top ten again, hopefully. You know, you want to get better, and you want to draft guys who are going to make you better. I think the Lions are probably in the top ten again next year because, yeah. you know, they're rebuilding. They traded Stafford. They've got Goff, who's just kind of sort of like, you know, Sean McVay couldn't wait to get rid of him. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I've got them taking Jalen Waddle as part of their rebuild. And, uh, you know, but I wouldn't be shocked if they traded. I wouldn't be shocked if they took one of the quarterbacks if they liked the one that was available and one of those top five was still available. Yeah. I think a quarterback wouldn't shock a lot of people, but I think a wide receiver might be the best fit for them. Carolina. Hey, Panthers. Hometown team. Yep. I wouldn't completely, I said this before, I wouldn't completely take them out of the possibility of maybe getting a quarterback. They traded for Sam Darnold. Is he your franchise guy? That's the hope. But I don't know if he is. I don't have them taking a quarterback this year. I have them going with Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. They have a hole in the offensive line. I think Slater would be a good, they need protection for Sam Darnold for Christian McCaffrey to make holes for him to run, I think they go with the offensive lineman at number eight. So I've heard what you said from other people. Um, some of the people who cover the Panthers, um, one of the guys, Darren Gant, who works with the Panthers and lives not far from us somewhere, <laughs> I think, um, wrote this week for Panthers.com that he doesn't think the Panthers are out of the quarterback race either. Yeah. I would be shocked if they took a quarterback. Completely shocked. Like I don't think... And, and one of the, they're keeping their options open by not picking up Sam Darnold's fifth-year option. Yeah. Okay, because they're not committed yet. If they don't draft a quarterback, I would imagine they will quickly pick up Sam Darnold's fifth-year option. Okay? Um, I think they're trying to keep, keep their options open for them to draft. I think they're trying to keep their options open for them to trade. They don't want to. If they picked up Darnold's option, then other teams could look at them and say, well, they're not taking a quarterback, so I don't need to deal with them, you know? So, yeah. Um, but I don't think you make that trade for Darnold. They gave up a decent amount, amount of picks. Not, yeah. not, a, not something that's, that's insurmountable to overcome to draft another one, but I don't think you make that trade unless you think you want to give Darnold a chance to be the guy. And I wouldn't imagine that after a month they would shift gears on that and pick Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Yeah. Like that, would, that would really surprise me. Um, I'll be honest with you, part of me, I have Slater as the pick, too. I think they could use the offensive lineman. People seem to really like Slater. Um, If they made that pick, it would be be a sensible, you know, pick on a team that's still building, basically. I got to tell you, if Chase was there or Pitts was there, and I look at that team, and part of this is the fantasy analyst in me, and I'm looking at them going, so... DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, 
McCaffrey and Pitts or Chase. Like, whoa, That's man. a solid offense That's right a, that, there. That would make me draft Sam Darnold in fantasy football. Really? For sure. Okay. Oh, well, gosh, that would be great. That would be awesome. Um, but, you know, so I, while I think that stuff is possible to give him more weapons, I think Slater seems like, like I said, a sensible, solid. And there's nothing wrong with sense. You don't have to swing for the home run right. every time and, and, you know, be make the sexy pick. Rayshon Slater seems like he'd be a pretty smart pick. I also don't think it's it's uh, would be a surprise if the Panthers traded out. I wouldn't either. I was looking at ESPN last night, and apparently they've discussed with five teams about possibly trading back. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't shock me either, but I think as of right now, I think they stick with number eight, and I think Slater's their guy. Since we're Carolina in Carolina, as a Carolina fan, how do you feel about Sam Darnold right now heading into the season? I still, I'm in the camp of, I think, I want to see what Sam Darnold does in another situation. Yeah. Not just I want to see, but I'm kind of, I'm I'm intrigued. You know, I think Sam Darnold is still young. He's still only 23. Um, He got drafted very young. He was in a terrible situation, obviously. You can't put everything on the terrible situation because some quarterbacks have played themselves through terrible situations and been decent and made their teams better. And Sam Darnold, I mean, has... His play has not been great. I mean, the second year he had mono for a while, so that hurt to see. I mean, right. there's, there's a lot of issues there. Like, uh, there are some people who, are, who it, it's interesting the camps on this that some people think, you know, this was a dumb pick because Sam Darnold has kind of, after three years, it's like, you, I have to have seen something. Right. I feel like I've seen something to the point where I do want to give Sam Darnold a chance. I hope the Panthers were right about this because I, I feel like I'm in the camp that. Sam Darnold might have been a victim of his circumstances. And I think it may be more likely that he was a victim of circumstances rather than he just is no good. I'm, I'm not there yet. He has a familiar face on his offense. He has Robbie Anderson at wide receiver. Do you think that reunion will be fun to watch? I, I hope so. Um, you know, Robbie Anderson had a really good year last year. And, and Sam Darnold, I think, is a... He, I think the floor for Sam Darnold is that he's as good as Teddy Bridgewater. You know, Teddy Bridgewater is a check down... You know, Teddy Bridgewater should be a backup. Yeah. And and he should be a backup for a team that says, okay, we want a competent player to come in if our quarterback gets hurt. If you're, if you're riding with Teddy Bridgewater as your starter, and I know he was a bridge quarterback for the Panthers. So he wasn't meant to be the long-term guy. I, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is someone that you're, you know, that, that I, I think Sam Darnold is going to be an upgrade. I just want to see how much. Yeah. I'm excited for that offense. Imagine if they get Waddle or Pitts, because they're kind of in need of a tight end. Oh, Yeah. I mean, it depends on how Joe Brady wants to use the tight end. Right. But, um, yeah, I would be so fascinated that be to very, see that. That would be really exciting to watch, especially as a Carolina mm-hmm. house, half and half. I mean, if, if they drafted Pitts or Chase, if he slipped that far, he probably won't. Maybe Waddle. And had, like I said, added to DJ Moore. But let's take Waddle out of this right now. Okay. If it was Pitts or Chase... And the Panthers still had Moore and Anderson and McCaffrey. Sam Darnold's got the best set of weapons in the league. You think? Or, or who, who? I mean, that's a lot of that weapons. Is a lot. A yeah. lot. Yeah. I, you know, and I'd be fascinated to see what that offense could do. And like I said, that would make me draft fantasy to Sam Darnold yeah. for sure. I bet that would be a really fun record. But that would make everybody else want to draft fantasy Sam Darnold too. That is very true. Mm-hmm. That is very true. That'll be that'll be a fun offense to watch, regardless of mm-hmm. what they do. Okay. So this is the number nine pick, Broncos pick. Mm-hmm. I have them switching picks with Detroit. Yep. So this is Detroit's pick for me. You have them taking Jalen Waddle at seven. I have them taking Jalen Waddle at nine. Okay. I think 
Kenny Galladay. They don't have Kenny Galladay anymore. I think they need a wide receiver because I joke with people. I don't know how many players on the Detroit Lions I can actually name. <laughs> like, I, I can name Jared Goff. That might be it. They're not good. They're, they are not good. Mm-hmm. I think Jalen Waddle on that offense may do something. I think he's the at number nine. I think he's the best option available for them. So I think that Waddle, like you said, at number seven is the pick for Detroit. Okay. At nine. So I had this pick being traded out. I had the I have the Falcons here because I had them swapping picks with the Broncos. Yeah. And I had Kyle Pitts slipping longer than most people. So like you, I have the Falcons drafting Kyle Pitts, but I have them drafting Kyle Pitts at nine instead of four. Now now I from the mocks I've seen. Most people don't have Pitts slipping to nine, no. but the way the board falls, I think that like the Lions are not going to take Pitts because they have T.J. Hawkinson, who's like Pitts might be better than Hawkinson, but if you have Hawkinson, you don't you you need to have other needs because Hawkinson's pretty good, pretty darn good tight end. Um, you know, I, I don't know that I see Pitts naturally falling to any of the other teams unless the Falcons stand, stand pat. So I have the Falcons taking Pitts at nine, even though, like I said, that he's he lasts a little longer than my draft than he does in most. I think we have all the same picks. Pretty close. Just yeah. different orders. Right. I think, yeah, that's a first. And we did not copy from each other. We did not. We, we kept have our not, picks separate. We have not talked to each other about who we have each other taking at all. I bet we have the next pick the same, too. Do you have the Patriots trading up with the Cowboys? I do not. So we do not have the next pick we the same. We do not. Go. I have the Patriots trading up with Dallas to take Justin Fields. Wow. I, okay. I don't have the rest of the details of that package, about that trade package, but I think Bill Belichick needs a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Cam isn't the most reliable guy. Yeah. He's injured quite often. Mm-hmm. He got injured last season, didn't he? Uh, he had COVID last year, didn't he? He had COVID, and yeah. he's all, he also wasn't... Like, the first week, he came out swinging. He had multiple rushing touchdowns in that first game. Yeah. You were very excited about him. I was. You were like, now everybody can be quiet. He's good. I like Cam. All the Cam haters can be mm-hmm. quiet. I don't think Jared Stidham is your backup quarterback. No. At all. I think Fields would be a solid pick for Bill Belichick and the Patriots. He doesn't have Julian Edelman anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't really know who else is on that offense. Sony Michelle is still there, right? Uh, they have uh, Damian Harris is there too, and you know, yeah, and they, they James White left. I think there you go. Agency. Yeah, and one of the McCordys might leave. Yeah, and and the receivers, you know, they drafted guys high, relatively high. Nikhil Harry, um, they drafted. You know, the receiving core is not that great, which so that's an option too. Cam is a. Uh, I think the way they're looking at Cam now, like I, I described Teddy Bridgewater as a bridge, and I don't, I do not want to directly compare Cam to Teddy Bridgewater because I think no. Cam's a lot better. But yeah. um, I don't, I don't think at Cam's the point in Cam's career now. You know, you worry about the injuries. Um, yeah. Last year he wasn't throwing all that well. Um, much as I'd love to see Cam thrive with the Patriots, I do not. You know, they don't see him as a long term answer there. So them drafting a quarterback would not surprise me, and like you said, draft trading up for the quarterback would not surprise me either. Yeah, I just don't. They signed him to another one-year deal, didn't they? Uh, didn't they? So. Cam? Yeah. They are not. Historically, and it doesn't mean it won't happen. Yeah. The Pats are historically not a trade-up kind of team. Yeah. So um, they've, they've more often traded back than traded up. Like, like, this is one. If the Niners don't take Mac Jones and other teams don't love him, he could theoretically fall to the Pats at 50, you know? Like, yeah. I, I don't... People mainly weren't talking Mac, about Mac Jones in the top, you know, 10 
until the Niners made this deal. If they didn't, I don't know that we'd be having this conversation no. about him. Um, so, I mean, then, 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 like I said, the draft starts at three. The Niners move is going to dictate a lot of other things yeah. for people. Um, but anyway, I have the Cowboys at 10. And I think you talked about Sewell to the Bengals being sort of a very common pick. Yeah. Patrick Sertan to the Cowboys seems to be a pretty common pick, too. And, yeah. you know, it's, it seems like a no-brainer. You're the Cowboys. Yeah. Offense, you're kind of loaded, you know. You have the running back. You have the receivers. If the offensive linemen come back healthy, your line's pretty solid, too. Um, and they need to build on defense, and they, and they certainly need another corner. Sertan seems like he's the type of player that, you know, he came out of a big program at Alabama. He seems to be very pro-ready. Like, he could walk in day one and be a pretty solid corner. That's something the Cowboys really need. It, it, it seems obvious. Yeah, I think they def- they're in need of a decent amount. I'm going to say this about every NFC East team that we talk about in the top, like, the next three. Yeah, sure. you got... Uh, Dallas, the Giants, and the Eagles all in a row. Should Dallas stay at their pick, you've got the next three. Next is the Giants, yep. which was the one that I debated over the most mm-hmm. as an NFL fan, but also as a Giants fan. Because yep. I think regardless of what pick they make, I think we're going to be angry at somebody. Right. I don't think that Giants fans are going to be satisfied, 100% satisfied mm. with any pick. You know, I think the, uh, the Giants fans are a pretty reasonable lot compared to some others like I think the Jets fans are a little you know can be a little crazy and this yeah. is maybe my bias growing up around there yeah and as a Giants fan but you know I, I think if the Giants got sort of a a solid defensive lineman like I, I don't think the Giants fans need a sexy pick all the time no you know they, they seem to understand the building process like you know like people my age anyway <laughs> um you know going back to when they were building for their Super Bowl teams like you know you, you don't need to have the, the Heisman Trophy winner Walk right. in the door or, or a superstar quarterback. You just need, you know, just solid players. Yeah. And I love it. I wouldn't be surprised if they traded this pick back, but I think if they are, regardless of what position they're in within the top like 15 picks, I think Micah Parsons, wow. the linebacker out of Penn State, yep. is their guy. Dave Gettleman, who has angered a lot of people, thinks that, de- believes that defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. I think. Parsons ran a four thirty nine forty. Yeah, that is insane. He has insane athleticism. Yes, I think Parsons is the guy that Gettleman takes at eleven. So um, that's a that's an interesting pick. I think he might be the he's one of those guys who could be the best athlete in the draft. Yeah, for sure. Um, seems like he's going to play middle. Like it doesn't help him on the edge, uh, which they might need. But I I don't have any problem with that pick, and I and I think your your projection there could certainly come to pass now. Uh, having grown up a Giants fan, yeah, this may be a little bit of a wish rather than a, a prediction that Dave Gettleman trades back. Dave Gettleman has never traded back in eight drafts as an NFL general manager. Has never traded back. And he, he argued with the media the other day. But I, I wanted to, and it didn't work out. No. I've got the Giants trading back to the Patriots. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, so basically, right now, looking at the value chart, in, in, in exchange for swapping 11 and 15, the Giants would also get 96 and 120 from the Patriots. So if the Giants don't love a player here, right, then they can get, you know, a third and a fourth going backwards if they wanted to, if, if they and the Patriots make a deal. I think that's probably worthwhile. I usually think trading back is worthwhile. Yeah. Um, so I have the Patriots trading up. And in my draft, on my draft board, Justin Fields is still here. So Pat's trading up to 11. We're, we're in a similar boat here. Um, I have the Pats trading up for Justin Fields uh, with the 11th pick. Okay, so we still have like we're still pretty on par with like we the same really team, are. same teams with the same people, just a different yeah out of order. But I think Fields is 
guy. That'll mm-hmm. be an interesting spot because the Giants, like, there's nobody set in stone for the Giants to really take. You've heard a lot about Devontae Smith. You've heard a lot about Jalen Waddle. About um, there's an edge from Mich- Michigan. Pay. Pay. Yeah. You've heard a lot about pay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. They need a decent. And and I it, it certainly. It all depends on how your draft board looks, right? right? And Gettleman's the type of guy who's, you know, if you love a player, you got to get him. Like, well, if if you got three edge rushers, the Giants could really use an edge rusher. Yes. But if you got three edge rushers who you kind of think are similar, trading back five picks is the way to go. Absolutely. Because generally, you picking the, the right pick of the three edge rushers is more of a crapshoot than, you know, some people think it is. You know, it's, it's I, I heard a, a quote from, the Ravens GM. Did I talk about this already? No. The Ravens GM the other day, Eric Costa. There was a someone released some report. They they looked at drafts and they said, you know, the Ravens over the last ten years or something have been the best drafting team. And the GM Eric Costa, who hasn't been, he's only been the GM for a few years. Ozzie Newsom. He was Ozzie Newsom's assistant for a long time. He basically said, look, we know there's a lot of luck to this, and we just think that accumulating more picks and trading back is generally the way to go because the more picks we have, the more places we can hit. That's what the Broncos did five years ago when they tried to not the Brown the Browns did. Years ago, they tried yes. to reel. They just said, "Look, we're not smarter than everybody else. We just want to get more picks than everybody else because that way we have more chance of getting more good players." You yeah. know, it's like we don't think we're smarter on draft day than everyone. And and most NFL GMs would be smart enough to think like that. Dave Gettleman doesn't always seem to think like that. No. He's like when you know Saquon Barkley. I saw him in the gold jacket. I have to get him. Uh, okay, you know, we'll see if that ever if that turns out right. But anyway, yeah. I have faith in 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 Dave that he could trade back here. And uh, I know faith, maybe blind faith, but whatever yeah. it might be. But um. So anyway, I've got the Pats straightened up to this spot and taking Justin Fields. Good. Yeah, I think that's a that'll be good for them. Next is the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Who are also in need of a lot. Mm-hmm. I have them taking JC Horn out of South Carolina at this pick. This was a hard one because I'm not too invested in the Eagles. I haven't read a lot about JC Horn, but I think they need a good cornerback on that defense, and I think Horn Depending on if the Cowboys trade back or not, I think Horn is the way that they go. I think Horn's a good player. I mean, that's another one. That's a that's a guy who could walk in and play. Um, he's a bigger corner too. I think you know a lankier kind of guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have no problem with that one. Uh, I'm buying into the Dem- Devontae Smith rumors here, um, and I think it part of it is last year. Speaking of fans who can get a little excitable, um, I think the Eagle fans are still smarting about them picking Jalen Rieger last year instead of picking Justin Jefferson because Justin Jefferson worked out so well for the Vikings. Yeah. I mean, that seemed to be a debate at the time. Like, you know, that, it, that could have gone either way. Yeah. I don't know if in the Eagles' minds it could have, but been people who watched the draft are kind of like, oh, they're going to draft a receiver here. Which of these two guys? Yeah. And, and when they look at how it worked out. Now, I don't think the Eagles going to make a draft because the fans are mad at them. Yeah. But um, Devontae Smith could look. I think he's small. Like, picking him in the top ten seems risky to me. At his size. I know he was a tremendous college player. And there's people who I I trust that follow this stuff that say, don't worry about it. He's going to be, you know, he's an exception. Like, I I feel like in the top 10 or very high in the draft, you don't try to draft the the exception to the rule. Say, like I said earlier, safe and boring is a good way to go. With that said, now we're down to 12. How much do you believe in Devontae Smith's talent? Um, And I think the Eagles taking him here could happen. Do you think his talent outweighs his size? I don't know. I I would not want to take the risk on him. Look, at some point, I would want to take the risk on him. Right. It's just a matter of where. Like, people are talking about, well, should the Panthers take him? I wouldn't. And I know this is only four picks later, and that may yeah. seem kind of dumb. But, you know, 
I think the Eagles might do it. I'm not sure that I would. That was our first disagreement. Yep. That was our first disagreement because I have the Chargers taking Devontae Smith. Wow. I. That's an interesting one. I I thought about this one for a bit. This was a hard one for me because Luke, my brother, is kind of a Chargers fan. Mm-hmm. Last year, their draft worked out pretty well. For them, there was a lot of debate. We thought that they could take Isaiah Simmons mm-hmm. instead and add to that defense. I think a wide receiver trio of Devontae Smith, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen would work out very well in the favor of Justin Herbert. Wow. I think that would be a great wide receiver trio. I think behind Darnold and his assets, that would be such a such a fun offense to watch. I agree. That would be insane. Yep. Uh, I don't yeah, we disagree here. Yeah. Um so um so so you have the charge. So we're going to the Chargers now. Yeah. And you have them taken I have them taken uh, an offensive tackle, uh Christian Darisoff from Virginia Tech. Um, but I think the Chargers, I think the receiving core is fine. I think they need a tackle. They need, like, that left tackle spot for them is a problem. It's not an average player that they should upgrade. It's a problem. Um, and I think a, a guy who some people think, seem to think is a pro-ready tight, uh, at left tackle um, would be a smart pick for them to, to protect Justin Herbert. He, he'll be a, he was a fun quarterback to watch last year. Mm-hmm. He was very exciting. I'm glad. I'm excited to see whatever he does. I'm sure he'll do Great with whatever they drop, but he will be very exciting to watch. Okay, so you're 13. My 13, that's the Vikings. That's 14 the Vikings, sorry. 14 the Vikings, sorry. I don't look too much into the Vikings. They're not a team that I'm... They're good. They're pretty decent, yeah. yeah. I have them taking Jalen Phillips, Mm -hmm. an edge out of Miami. Mm -hmm. I've seen this. I base this pick a lot off of mock drafts because I haven't read too much in the Vikings. I have not read too much into Jalen Phillips, but... Mm -hmm. I think they could improve their line. A lot of sacks from Jalen Phillips last year. Yeah. He's had some concussion issues, I think. Some bad ones. Um, but he came back last year and did pretty well. Um, you know, people, some people think he seems, between him and Pay, some people think they're the best edge rushers in the draft. So if, you, if you're at that point now where you want to take those, like I said, it, it's weird that, that that position would normally be drafted earlier. Yeah. But nobody seems to agree on anyone standing out from the others and that there's not an edge rusher who's sort of like a top eight t- kind right. of talent, you know? Um, I mean, Phillips has some questions for sure. Yeah. But um, I think down at this point, he, he's he's certainly a logical pick. I've got the Vikings, um, the things I've been reading about them and, and, and seeing is that they could use some interior line help. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker, guard. Of in, they're calling him an interior lineman. So he could be center or he could be a guard uh, from USC. Put him in, plug him in at guard. More blocking for Dalvin Cook. Giddy up. Yeah, by the way, Dalvin Cook, so this week, the NFL number change story, that they're going to yes. let people use different numbers that Tom Brady yelled and screamed about on Instagram. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> so, apparently Dalvin Cook wanted to wear number four, which I think he wore at Florida State. Yeah. But it, for the first year, there's still jersey inventory, right? So the NFL basically said, all right, we can switch numbers, but if you want to make the switch this year, you're going to have to buy out all the existing jersey inventory for you, so all the, 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 the apparently the Dalvin Cook thirty three jerseys uh, amounted to a one point five million dollar buyout. The Dalvin oh, Cook, not billion million, my God. and Dalvin Cook was like, "Yeah, maybe I'll wait," because oh. <laughs> I think next year it's like now next year you can do whatever you want. Yeah. So anyway, I speak. That was just. I was a, gonna say, what do you think of that the jersey thing? So it's for the refs, right? You know, it's it, it's so that the refs can kind of understand, like let's say illegal man downfield and things like that, but. I don't know exactly what the college rules are. I know they're more liberal than the NFL has been. I don't think it's like 
you know, the quarterback is going back and think he's th- and, and thinking he's throwing to a linebacker. <laughs> Tom yeah. Brady was kind of suggesting the other day. So probably not a big deal. I think it makes it a little fun. I like the receivers in single-digit numbers. You do? Yeah. Yeah, that'll be. I don't know. That, that created such, like, a big uproar, especially out of Tom Brady. It was pretty funny. The whole thing, all day, it was like, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. is like... That was a get-off-my-lawn comment from yeah. Tom Brady. <laughs> it definitely, definitely was. Okay, the last pick we both did was number 15 so we did about halfway through this was my switch with patriot the patriots in dallas i have dallas taking patrick certain certain out of alabama i think they need help on defense i really think that they do they need help in a decent amount of mm-hmm. like their offense seems pretty you got Dak coming back you have that amazing wide receiver trio do you think they lived up to that hype last year? The, the receivers? Yeah. Well, they're very good. They just didn't have a quarterback after right. Dak got hurt. Right. I mean, you know, I, I think CeeDee Lamb's going to be the best of the bunch. Yeah. Um, he's really good. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, I mean Gall- and the thing is Gallup gets overlooked. But Gallup's a pretty good receiver. Yeah. So, yeah, I do think that that, you know, it's funny. I said that the Panthers would have the best weapons in the league. Yeah. I think the Cowboys would be the ones that would, you know, compete with Challenge them that, on yeah. that front. Um, you know, it's funny. We both have teams trading back here and getting the guy at the we have them getting the same guy yeah so this pick is i you have sertan by the way remember sertan like i said very pro ready right smart pick for the cowboys yes his dad was a very good corner played for the dolphins mostly yeah. mostly completely i don't know i know he, i remember him as a dolphin i don't know if he ever landed anywhere else before he finished um but yeah it's a good play i have the giants at 15 having traded down taking michael parsons um i do think at 15, the edge rushers come into play for the Giants yes. if they're there that we talked about, whether it's Pay or Phillips or whoever. Um, and there's another one from Georgia um, that they like whose name is, is escaping me. I think the beat writer in The Athletic um, is suggesting that might might be the most likely pick for them. But I think if the Giants trade back to 15, um, this is, a play, I think, picking Parsons here. You know, Parsons is a – and by, I said earlier, safe and boring is okay in the first round, right? Right. Right. The, the lower you go, the more you can swing for the fences a little bit. And Parsons, like Parsons doesn't seem like a bust. There are people saying things about character issues with him. I don't know exactly what they're like. He got suspended for a series. But he also led Penn State in tackles when he was a freshman. Yeah. You know? I mean, this is a home run kind of pick. Because this could be a high-impact defensive player based on his skills. Um, yeah. So... You know, now you get to 15, and I could see Gettleman getting a bit starry-eyed. And, I, and that's not a criticism here. You, you can you can dream on a guy like Micah Parsons where with, with uh, let's say, you know, one of the interior linemen, you go, all right, that guy's going to plug and play. He's going to be solid, you know. And Micah yeah. Parsons, you go, ooh, hey now. And yeah. Maybe he could be, you know, Dave Gettleman's little Keekly for the Giants. You know, Gettleman didn't draft Keekly. Right. Um, and that's a tall order. I mean, that's a, you know, tough comparison there. a very but, hard comparison. But you, Parsons could be extremely good yeah and i think at this point in the draft you might go you know what maybe so but one of the edge rushers i wouldn't be shocked at either if the giants had this pick they yeah their defense didn't look the worst no last season they were actually pretty decent they Dexter were lawrence that line they need a really solid edge rusher yeah to finish off that line right if they but but here maybe i mean maybe you trade down further and take maybe. one of the edge rushers maybe, maybe you take one of those edge rushers here um you know parsons probably plays in the middle yeah um uh, so I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think there's a lot of possibilities here, depending on who's in this spot. Um, you know, the Patriots, knowing them, they could trade back. Who the heck knows? So It'll be a fun draft. I'm actually really, really excited for this draft. Yeah. It'll, it'll be in person. 
that'll. I wish it was at the in Vegas when they were gonna have the players come out on the boats. Yeah, I was so looking forward to that. Yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland will be interesting, but Roger Goodell announced the other day, I'm fully vaccinated, I can go hug people. He's going to hug big people, that's right. The amount of memes that I saw about that word. That's pretty funny. Out of the water. So, just for some some background here, so um, when I used to do some uh, TV work for the Panthers, I probably did either two or three seasons where I was the draft analyst yes. on draft night. So we would have a live show post-draft, you know, like 11, we'd come on at 11.30 night, yeah. and we'd talk about it. And I just remember the year that Ezekiel Elliott got picked. Did Elliot and McCaffrey get picked the same year? I don't remember. It, it might have been a year apart. Anyway. So, it was... It, I remember, so, you know, the, in, the week, in the week leading up to it, we did mock draft. And out of the top ten, I think I got one. And out of the whole first round, I got three. Because <laughs> once someone breaks your board... Like, if I'm, if I'm wrong about... I think we're both going to be right about the first two picks. Yes. The whole world is going to be right about the first two picks. After that, if we're wrong... Like, we both have Mac Jones at number three. Yeah. If Justin Fields or Trey Lance is the pick at three, then the whole board could fall differently. Then, 100%. like, we might be lucky after this to get Sewell right <laughs> and maybe Sertan at 10. Yeah. And after that, who the heck knows? Like, Blows we're projecting trades that we have no idea of what will happen. Yeah. So this is a fun exercise. It's certainly not scientific. Not at all. This I think this is the most we've agreed on one topic in a yeah. while. We actually had very similar... It's boring. Very. Not arguing. Yeah, no, it kind of stinks. Last year we had a few disagreements, mm-hmm. but I am very ready. I'm very excited for this draft. I think this this is a good draft class. Yeah. I think it'll be a really really exciting draft. I hope so. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a fun night every year for the first uh, for the first round. So uh, I'm really looking forward to Thursday. Last year we sat on Zoom with your friends. Yeah. And we waited for the Giants pick. Yep. And they took Thomas, who turned out. He turned out fine. Like I, I say to your grandfather, who's a big Giants fan, he was probably the third best offensive tackle that got taken, even though they picked him first because Becton and were and Thomas improved later in the year for sure. Yes. Don't I don't want to argue, but uh, yeah, Becton and, and Worfs turned out to be you know instant <laughs> above average tackles. He, they really did, yeah. Hopefully, Tom. I mean, the Giants and that's that's part of why some people think the Giants might pick an offensive lineman if they can. Um, like I don't know if Slater will. Um, I mean, it sounds like Sewell won't be there at eleven, and Slater probably won't be. Um, if Slater's there at 11, the Giants really might take him. But they've invested a lot in the offensive line. You know, yes. they, they drafted, last year they drafted a first, a third, and a fifth. Uh, the year before was Will Hernandez, who yes. was in the second. They've invested in Solder. They invested in Zeitler, who's not there anymore. I mean, they have poured a lot of resources into this offensive line. They have to get it right. For once, I'm waiting for that day. And, and, and the people who cover them seem to think, that they like their own talent on the offensive line better than other people like it. Like, they, they seem to be, they think their young offensive linemen are very promising and they think they're going to improve and be good. Where other people look at that line and say, last year they were probably one of the worst three lines in the league. It's just, I, I think the Giants think it's because they were young and they're going to get better. They, they poured a lot of money into it. It needs to better. come back and it needs to show up. I think that wraps up our mock draft. Do you want to go ahead and plug, plug, plug your socials? Plug my socials. Find, tell people where to find you. I'm at jhalpin37 on Twitter and Instagram. I don't use Instagram much, though. You don't? Except for the dog pictures. So <laughs> yeah. Twitter is where I usually lurk and, you know, maybe retweet stuff and maybe send something. Like I said, I think the most excited, the thing that could excite me most from a fantasy standpoint, because I still do fantasy football for the Panthers, um, the thing that could excite me the most from a fantasy standpoint would be for the Panthers to pick either Pitts or <laughs> Chase. That would just be so fun. It would be confusing, because 
there's only one ball to go around. Right. So it might hurt DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, but fantasy Sam Darnold. So that's that's it. I could be most excited at the end of draft draft night on Thursday. The player that I could be most excited about is Sam Darnold. Real, not any of the guys drafted Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, could you imagine that Sam Darnold with really, those weapons? That would be so much oh, fun. Drooling. That would be so much. As, as people down here, yeah, would love that. We got a season tickets. We Tell li- your mom. Yes, PSL, the whole thing. <laughs> we listen every morning. I listen to the Mac Attack on WFNZ. I come home every day and yep. I say, "Oh, I heard this from Mac and T Bone." They would. That next Friday morning, they would be ecstatic if they took a wide receiver. You think so? I think I don't know if they would be ecstatic. I don't. They would be excited. I think. Yeah, it'd be for an, Sam Darnold. It'd be a fun thing to talk about. Yes, I would listen to that. Like if if they pick Slater, for instance, people they'd be like, "All right, yep, smart, good, solid, whatever." If you picked like Kyle Pitts, whoa, hey now. Yeah, because the other. Tight <laughs> it's easy for yeah. fan. It's easier for fans to see that to see the tight end and, and imagine the production where the the lineman you don't really watch as much. Exactly. If you're casually watching a football exactly. game. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that'll be Carolina fans. It'll be interesting to see how they re- how they would receive a pick like Kyle Pitts or Chase oh, if yeah. they're available. That mm-hmm. would be exciting. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Abby M Helpin, and you can follow uh, at H Two Sports Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I am very active on Twitter, mostly with Yankees stuff. Yeah, but you will see me very active. I am always on it. Okay. it's become an addiction. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. We hope to be back next week. Review the draft. See how many. We got right, and we will see you all next week. Thank you for listening.